Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Lamed Dalit. We're starting at the very top word, and we'll be wrapping up to the top of Lamed Hey Amid Aleph, and then Tamar Mir Tashem will finish the parak. Uh, let us jump right in. So um, the Mishnah on the previous page, on Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis, had spoken about this case of two men who married two women, and inadvertently the wives were hochlefu, they were inadvertently switched, and a whole stacking of Yisurim took place. And I said a little tongue-in-cheek yesterday, look at all of this. We just spoke about Isr Chalal Isr, and Isr Mosif, and Isr Kolel, and Isr Bavazachas. That's what we spoke about on Shabbos. And here we have a Mishnah where we see that not only are they chai for Eishas Ish, but the Mishnah says that if they were brothers, they're also chai Mishum Eishas Ach. If the wives were sisters, then there's also Ishal um, Achosa. And if they were Nidos, then they the din of Nida as well. So whose Shita is this? Because we didn't see this in the previous Gemaras. In the Previous Gemaras we saw Machlokas or Biosi or Shimon doesn't really seem to align with either of them. So says the Gemara, top words of Lamadal and Madalaf, Uman Haitana de Isla Isr Kolo Visar Mosivis or Basachas. Who's the author of this Mishnah? The Mishnah on Lamad Gimel Lamad Base toward the bottom. The Mishnah that indicates all of these stacked Isurim. So says the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda Marav, Rev Meirhi. Ditznan should not be the Tanya. Ditznan, it's actually a Mishnah. A person could eat one bite of food or one shear of food and in turn would be high of four korbanos chatas and one korban asham. What's the mitzvah? Tamei shachal chelev, a person who's tamei, who ate chelev, v'hu nosar, it was after its expir- expiration date, mina mukdashin, biyom ha-kipurim, he's uh, compiled everything. Rav Meir doesn't mess around. Rav Meir omer, im haisa shabbos ve'otziyo b'piv chayev. And he's like, stat- he's throwing everything in the kitchen sink. And it all sticks according to him. Everything, all of these certain sticks. So that's a good Mari Makam for our Mishnah, where everything sticks. Yes, they got married. And she's a Nida. Those are unrelated sigas, But we connect them just like Rav Meir does in this Mishnah. So then the Chachamim say back to Rav Meir, I don't agree with you. This is this iser of carrying the food in your mouth. is It's not the other mitzvah. So the Chachamim didn't include it, but Rav Meir did. And then the Gemara, so that's the answer to our questions, that the author of our Mishnah potentially is Rav Meir. But then the Gemara asks another question, and as, uh, as a way of background, we're going to go back to Maseches Shabbos, which is a luxurious place to go, because there, in Maseches Rebbe Lazar de Mila, we learn the following Shiloh. Let's say that there are uh, twin babies who are born, two boys, one is born right before Shkia, and one is born uh, right after Tzais. Okay, so that means you have a Shabbos bris, and you have a Sunday bris. And inadvertently, on Shabbos, you did the Sunday baby's bris on Shabbos, which is day seven, which is a zero in halacha, a total zero, and therefore, usher to do on Shabbos. This is called ta'a mitzvah. Now, what was going on in our Mishnah? Our Mishnah was people getting married. They were ta'a mitzvah, right? So over there in Masecha Shabbos, in Rebbe we had a machlokes of whether or not someone who was ta'a mitzvah is pater or chayet. So let's say my intentions are golden. I'm the moel. I bring in the Sunday baby. I mean, I didn't, the parents bring me the Sunday baby. I don't know which baby is which. They can't tell the difference. So I did the bris of the Sunday baby on Shabbos. What's the din? <laughs> some say Tabid Var Mitzvah is chayv and some say Pater. But our Mishnah only makes sense if you say Tabid Var Mitzvah is chayv. So says the Gemara, eight lines down. As it relates to the Machlokas and Rebbe Lazar de Mila, who does he hold like? If you, Rebbe Yoshua, excuse me, if you, if he holds like Rebbe Yoshua, what does Rebbe Yoshua hold? That, 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 can't, that doesn't work with our Mishnah because our Mishnah was Tabid Var Mitzvah and everyone was Chayiv. 
So if our Mishnah is a Rav Meir, it can't also be Rabbi Yeshua. Those two don't work. Ella, it must be Aliba de Rabbi Eliezer. It must be that Rav Meir holds that in the Machlokis of Tabit Var Mitzvah, that you're Chayib, like Rabbi Eliezer did in Rabbi Lazar de Mila. And in fact, if a Moel does the bris of the Sunday baby on Shabbos Bitaus, you're Chayib a Korban. That's the psaq of Rabbi Eliezer. So that's answer number one, that our Mishnah over here on Lama Gimel, Lama Bez is like Rav Meir, matching up with this Mishnah about this one Achila where you violate all of these various Yisurim, but only under the umbrella of Rabbi Eliezer who holds that Tabit Bar Mitzvah Otherwise, our Mishnah makes no sense because our Mishnah is Tabit Bar Mitzvah So it has to be him and it cannot be Rabbi Yeshua. Iba Yisema. Another possible explanation is that really Le'olam Aliba Rabbi Yeshua. Maybe we could even say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Reb Meir, but like Rav Meir within Rabbi Yeshua, who holds Tabit Bar Mitzvah's Pater. How does that work? If you hold the Tabit Bar Mitzvah's Pater and our Mishnah is Tabit Bar Mitzvah, they got married. Okay, I, they look so similar. I, I was a mistake. It was an honest mistake. So then I should be, I should be, I should be putter. That's what it seems to be. But then our Mishnah doesn't make sense. Says the Gemara, When do we say the case of Bedvar Mitzvah's putter? That's only That's where you're in a pressure cooker of time. Everything is so strained. Uh, baby one, today's the day, the eighth day. We don't want it to get close to Shkia. You're rushing. You grab the wrong kid. So that's when we say Tabat Bar Mitzvah's Pater is when things are bahul, when things are, are chaotic. That makes sense. Aval high in our Mishnah, there is no pressure cooker of when to get married. So therefore, Kevan De'ain's Mano Bahul, Lo, we would not say you're Pater. We would say you're irresponsible and therefore you're Chayiv. You should have been more careful. Hello, what's your name? My wife, pull the veil back. Who are you? But we didn't take that precautionary measure in this Mishnah. So therefore, we could even understand our Mishnah within the camp of Rav Meir and like Rabbi Yoshua, who in general holds a Tabat Baris was Pater. But here, because there's no pressure cooker of time, you're just a Russia. At that point, you're just irresponsible and you are chai of a korban. You're, you're chai of a korban on that one because Tabit Bar Mitzvah would be chai, even according to Rabbi Yeshua, in a case where Ein's mano bahul. Asks the Gemara, third of the way down, that's not true. We have a case of Truma where there is no pressure cooker of time and yet we still see it's pater. Rabbi Yeshua is patering in that case. What's the case? Ditznan. You have a Kohen who's eating Truma. Vinoda, he finds out on the spot, Shuben Gerusha, Oben Chaluta, chewing on Truma. This is not a good conversation to have when you're chewing on Truma to find out that you're a halal and you're totally not allowed to have any Truma. So it says the Gemara Machlokes. Rabbi Eliezer, Mechaev Kerem Lechomesh. Rabbi Eliezer says he has to pay back the basic cost of the food plus Chomesh plus a fifth. And Rabbi Yoshua says, Pater. So here we see Tabid Var Mitzvah's Pater even when Zmano Eino Bahul, which is a stira to what we just said. Because we said that the whole reason that our Mishnah works is because it's Zman, it, it's Tabit um, Bar Mitzvah and Zmano Eino Bahul. We said, therefore, Rabbi Yishu would say Yechayim in that case. That's not true, because we see here that he says your Pater. Answers the Gemara. That's not correct. Ha'itmar Allah. When does Rabbi Yeshua say this? Amar Rabbi Barabai, Hachabitruma Be'erab Pesach, Haskinan Dizmano Bahul. All right, we're on, almost on Arab Pesach. We have a little bit of a... A little love from upstairs that this is right here. We're on the eve of Pesach. And the Gemara says things are Bahu. Our homes are currently in the state of Behala. It is the Sunday before Pesach. So you're bringing up these kalim. You're moving down those kalim. You're checking for crumbs. You're starting your clean. When are you going to turn over the kitchen? How are you going to kosher? Are you doing the steam thing? Are you going to do the, the boiling kettle? Fine. 
So things are both. So all of this is answer number one to the question we started with, which is who's the author of our Mishnah? We said Rav Meir, and Rav Meir, according to answer number one, was within the camp of Rabbi Eliezer, the Tabit Bar Mitzvah is Chayev. And maybe even according to Rabbi Yoshua, who would agree that our case is also a case of Chayev, fine. But answer number two to, is uh, as to who the author of our Mishnah is as follows. A little bit more than halfway down, really, our Mishnah is Our Mishnah is talking about all of the Isurim happening Bivas Achas, not, not like we said, this mix of Isser Kolel and Isser, not like it said at the top. No, all these Averas happen in one moment. They're happening by Isser Achas and Ve'aliba de Reb Shimon. And according to Reb Shimon, who holds, like we saw on Shabbos, that there's only going to be one Chiyuv in that case. Our home Mishnah is Bevas Achas and it's Aliba de Reb Shimon. Fine. Says the Gemara, not so simple. Bishlamai could understand part of the Mishnah, the general structure of the Mishnah, that these two people could marry at the same time. That's feasible. I understand how that can happen. Uh, the men send shliach, they send the same shliach. The women send shlichim, the men send shlichim, the shlichim meet, and then uh, the couples are in their own respective homes, they're intimate. Gotcha. Ella. Our Mishnah had said that if they were, our Mishnah on Lama Gimel on the said that if they were in Nida, that that Isser also gets thrown in. Elanidos You're going to align the, the, the menstrual cycles of two women, like it, right at the moment of Kiddushin. It's so unreasonable. Like the, the Gemara does have some, some stretch answers. The Gemara doesn't even entertain this as, a, as an answer. Amr of Amram, of Amram gives a very uh, strong ukimta. Amr of Amram of Arav, how does this work? Bishofos, they are flowing, meaning they're currently in the midst of seeing dam. As it relates to the men, the women began bleeding from before they were Barchiyuva until they were Barchiyuva. So let's say from year 12 and 353 days, or 354 days, to year 13 and one day. That's on the men's side. And So Rashi points out what's happening here. Rashi says that the girl was about to turn 12 and the boy was about to turn 13 when this transaction was to take place. At that moment, the women were shofos. They were bleeding. They had a menstrual cycle. Now, when they're katanos, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, they're ton. I mean, it matters me the Rabbanan, maybe, but it doesn't matter me the Raisa. In the same moment that they were uh, Kedushin, they were still both Nidos. And that's the case that Rashi highlights this whole long Ukimta. If you want to see a beautiful Rashi, Rashi is 15 lines or so, 20 lines from the bottom. Take a look later. But that's the Gemara's answer is that no, no, it's still possible that we can have the case of Basacha. So again, summarizing, who's the author of our Mishnah? It's either Rav Meir, who says, Isr Kolel, Isr Mosev, and Isr Basachas, or no, it's Rav Shimon, and the whole Mishnah is Bevasachas. Why does it have to be the exact moment? I don't understand why it has to be the Because the way that the way that we're providing the second answer is that all of the Isurim happened at the same time, according to Rav Shimon. We, it, the first answer doesn't have to be that way. They can be sequential because in the first approach, Rav Meir can handle different types of sequential mitzvahs, and he still includes them all together. But the second answer is saying everything happened mamish at the same time. Why, is it, why can't it be a week after? It could be, but then it wouldn't work for this answer. That would be the first no, answer, Rameir. That's not Bevasachas. Um, they have to be Boel and Nida right after Kedushin, right after they get married. Everything has to happen. That one act of Tashma Shamita is all of the Isurim. So the Gemara was bothered. Like, you're going to tell me that these two women happened to have gotten married right when they were Gdolim. They both were Pores Nida right away, and they both slept with their husbands. That's a crazy cockamamie case. 
It's almost as crazy as the Ukimta, <laughs> right? The Ukimta, that was, you know, they both happen to be flowing. You know, there's not much of a difference between the two, but that's the Gemara. Rashi gives more color, but it, that's really what... what, what the, the shliach had to give the Kedushin. That's what Rashi said. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that they both had Shlichim, they both had Kedushin, and the Kedushin Rashi points out was Chal right on the day of their birthday. So they, were, they, were, they, were, they, came, they became uh, married on, let's say, the first day of that new year, when he was 13 in a day, she was 12 in a day, and then they had Tash Mishamita, and all the Isurim kicked in at the same exact time. The Kedushin is not the Isur. The Tash Mishamita is the Isur. But all of the Isurim happened at the same time. The Kedushin was done right. The Kedushin was done right. In sequence... It has to be that way, because otherwise it would have slept with the right person. I mean, it would have been off in regards to who should marry. Yes. So the, all the blood had to start flowing from the from, from the Not only not no, they were bleeding from the day before when they were katanos, and then they became gadolos. And the boy was a katan and became a gadol. That's how Rashi paints this whole picture. Take a look at Rashi because Rashi Rashi does explain everything. Now we had said in our Mishnah that there was this idea of mafrishanosan that you had to separate. Uh, after having, uh, after recognizing who was married to, we had to separate them. So Ra, the Gemara says here, There is an assumption that a woman who still has her besulim, who still has maintained her virginity, that she will not conceive the first time that they are intimate. I don't think medically that's sound. I don't know how that works out. Maybe nishtan mm-hmm. You always have to answer that question medically speaking, but there are stories. It does happen. I presume it does happen. In fact, the Gemara says that there were that there were some uh, Amorim who were Bikiyim Behatoya, that they knew how to have Tash Mishamita even without breaking the Basulim, Chorah, they could still conceive. But anyways, the Gemara's assumption is, is, uh, is that, that Ein Ishim Isaberes Bebi Arishona. So says the Gemara, um, so, yeah, oh, so why do you have to separate? Why do women have to separate? If they're both Basulos when they get married, and they had Tash Mishamita once, why do they have to wait three months? So Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rabba, Baravuha, Shabbua Very simple logistics answer. They had Tash Mishamita twice that night. So the first time it wasn't reasonable that they would conceive because but they had Tashmish twice. Says the Gemara, well, if they had Tashmish twice, that also means they slept with Anita twice. It also means they slept with their brother's wife twice. And it also means they slept with their sister's wife, their, their wife's sister twice, which means, says the Gemara, that uh, the math doesn't work. If you're going to say you did the same Isra twice, double the numbers. But that's not what the, what the Amorayim say. The Amorayim say that there were 16 Isra in total, eight per couple. And now you're saying they were Bolu Vishanu, that they had Tashmish Amita twice doesn't work. Says the Gemara, uh, careful, because I could take your logic quite far. According to what you're saying, Rabbi Eliezer says, this is a big sigil we're going to learn later in the Masechta. Rabbi Eliezer says, the episode of Tashmish is not only what's Aser, every movement of Hanah is going to be an Isra Doraisa. And if that's true, says the Gemara, that means every time there's Hanan, Tash, Mishamita, that means you're multiplying all of the Chatos by 16. We don't say that. And how did we explain Rabbi Eliezer over there? Ella, to the Koach Rishon, Kachashi, we only focus on the Koach Rishon, which is the first moment of Hana of Tash Mishamita, Hachanami to be a Rishon Here too, we only look at the first Bia and not the second. It's a very tough answer because they actually did have Tash Mishamita twice. It's very difficult, but still. The Rishonim here deal with the following issue, which is we, we deal with this, like, it's great. The, the Rishonim look over here, they're like, 
Was this all behelamachas, as we've spoken about in other mesechtas? Some of the Rishonim point out that if in between each moment of Hana, in one Tashmashamita, you have Das, Aser, Aser, each one is Aser, Achatos. Well, at that point, it's not Achatos anymore, because that's amazing. But if there's a das that you know what's happening, then it, then it's not behelamechad anymore. So some of the Rishonim explain like you that uh, what you're saying is that it has to be behelamechad that there's one lapse in judgment. And by the way, that makes sense. It's mistaber that you should if you didn't know that when you were right. with her the first time. So then the second time too, you thought it was mutter. So that's very it's a reasonable answer. But the the jump from koach rishon kachashiv to be a rishon kachashiv is a big jump in in lamdus. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. I hold on one second. I'll bring you a raya that you can conceive with the first Tash Mishamita. Who did she get pregnant from? Yehuda. Automatic question. She already had. She already had two husbands. She had two husbands. Erva Ona. So the Gemara is going to ask your question, Michael. Amrle, the Gemara responds, no. Tamar never had Tash Mishamita. Tamar be'etzba macha. She actually removed her own besulim. And that made it so that when she actually had Tash Mishamita, she could conceive the first time. She was fully aware. She knew that as a besula, she was not likely to conceive. But she wanted to conceive. That was the whole ruse with the zona, right? Then uh, with the, the chosim and the, the whole story of Yehud and Tamar. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says that she removed her own besulim to enable herself to get pregnant. Dama Rabbi Yitzhak, ko moachos shall base Rebbe Tamar Shmon. All of the women in Beis Rebbe, in the house of Rebbe, who had removed their own besulim, they, they got the name Tamar. So we know, no, we're saying, ah, oh, Tamar only had Tash Meshamita for the first time with Yehuda, and she conceived. We see that Isha is Me'abaris Babi Arishona, and the Gemara responds, no, Tamar removed her own besulim. Says the Gemara, come on, Michael's question, the whole reason why she did this ruse with Yehuda was because Erva Onan died. And they wouldn't give the third son. So she's like, this is not right. I'm taking matters in my own hands. Says the Gemara, no. They didn't have regular Tash Meshemita. Says the Gemara, not so simple. Mesve, the Brysa writes, This is a Shita that does not make it into Shulchan Aruch. And we need Rashi to understand it. And it's still difficult to understand. The Gemara says that for the first 24 months after a baby is born while a mother is nursing, they should not complete Tash Meshemita Mibifnim. Tash Mibifnim is they should have Tash Meshemita, but Bizman Hazra, he should remove himself from her body. This is why is this true? So Rashi deals with this. Rashi on the first fourth line of the page, why? What we're concerned about is the child, the, what, the mother's milk, if she does in fact conceive, then her milk will dry up and the baby will die. But why does that work? Why would that work? That should be an Isra Daraisa. So some, some of fortune point out that, that that's only an Isra Darabona, which is very schwer. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But again, that's what uh, this Shita, anyways, is not accepted. What does the Bryce say back to Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Eliezer? Omar lay that behavior that you just said, Rabbi Eliezer, halalu, that's no different than Maise Erva Onan. So two things. First of all, how does this Shita deal with the fact that the baby might die? Okay, the Gemara doesn't deal with that. And number two, what's implied about Erva Onan? That they had Tash Meshamita and they were Dashmi Bifnim and Zarmi Bachutz. The Haraya, they didn't have my Sabiya only Shaloka Darka. The Chora, they also had regular Tash Meshamita, also Kasha. So, how do we know one way or the other? 
Or is it proof from one way or the other? We don't have, it, it's an implication from the Brisa because the Brisa says, we don't want her to conceive, therefore, and then the, then the Tana says back to him, that's Erva Onan. We don't want her to get pregnant. Therefore, it must be, but it has to be regular Bia. It has to be regular Tashmish Amita. That's, that's the Gemara's assumption in the Brisa. So the Gemara says that when in the Brisa responds, Halalu Einu Elakamaisa Erva Onan, it's Kemaisa Erva Onan and Velo Kemaisa Erva Onan. There are elements that are similar to Erva Onan, but it's not identical. Kemaisa Erva Onan, it was similar to Erva Onan in that they were Dashmi Bifnim and Zarmi Bachut, Tichsiva Hayah, in Baalesha Sachiv Shiches Arza. They talk over Shiches Arza, they wasted the Zera. And is that uh, over by the by the woman who we didn't want to become pregnant? There, obviously, we're talking about regular tash b'shemita to avoid pregnancy. But by ervonan, they were dash me bifnim and zormi bachutz, even though it was shelo kedarka. My high, but that's what the gemara says. That's what the gemara says. Wasn't it also because they didn't want to? That's the that's the next page. That's the next section right here. But they didn't. They're doing. They're beautiful women. Yeah. So let's let's continue right here. Says the Gemara. Bishlama Onan. We understand by Onan third of the way down. the base. We understand by Onan. Arza. Ela The pasuk's not clear about air. We only know about Onan. We always say Erva Onan. Really, Onan was the one who was Vashiches Arsa. Says the Gemara, Amrav Nachmar Ritzak Tichsiv, Bayamas Gamoso, that he died also. And we make an assumption, Afu Baosa Misames, he died for the same reasons. Says the Gemara, Bishlama Onan Mishum Lo Lo Yihiazar. He didn't want his brother, he didn't want to have a name after his brother, which, by the way, this doesn't fit with the previous Gemara because the previous Gemara says he was Dashmi Bifnim, Zarmi Bachutz, and Bishalok Darka. He can't get pregnant that way. That's not how the body works. So the Gemara is a little schwer here. That's not so simple. Ella, Er, my time of Avarachi. Why did Er do this? Says the Gemara, So this, this doesn't fit very well with our Gemara because our Gemara assumes that Erva Onan left Tamar as, uh, as a Basula. Even though they were with her, but they were only with her Shalom Kedarka. So why were they Dashmi Vnim Zarmi Bachutz? Don't know. And how did that prevent her from becoming beautiful? Don't know. Because she couldn't have conceived that way. So the beginning of this Gemara, the top of the of Lamadalit, assumes with clarity it's definitely the case. I mean, base Rebbe named people Tamar after this. I don't know if that's a good thing to tell people, but that's like, oh, you what a wonderful name. What's your daughter's name? Tamar. It's not, not the nicest name. But that's what the Gemara says, is that base Rebbe named all of the girls Tamar who did this. So what does that show you? That Tamar was Taka Basula. Which means that Erva Onan were only with her Shalok Kedarka. But then why were they Dashmi Bifnim and Zarmi Bachutz? It doesn't explain that. Uh, you need to be shown him here. It doesn't. What does the Pasuk say about it? It doesn't say how they had Tashmi Shemitah. It didn't say, doesn't say no, that's the Gemara. There's the Gemara here that says Kedesh Shalotis Aber Viyak That's That's over here. Yeah. Okay. Tana Rabban. The rabbis teach us on this topic about Shikhvas Zera. The Pasuk says, Osa. Let's just read the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk reads in Sefer Vayikra, If a woman has been slept uh, with by a man and there is Shikhva Zera, they wash, him, they, they wash themselves with water. They are impure until night. So it says, Gemara halfway down, what? Oh, yeah, this past week's Parsha. I didn't even, know, I didn't even notice that. Thank you. Embarrassing. Thank you. Tan Rabbanan, Osa. What does it mean, Osa? When it says Yishkav Ish Osa, Osa Prat Lakala. Yeah, most women become Tmea because of Sheikh Vazera, but not Akala. So the Gemara says, Adrasha Divir Abihuda. The Chacham and Momrim, no. What is the exclusion to the Tuma? Prat Lashalokidarka is that if Tashmashamita is had Shalokidarka, so then there's no Tuma of Sheikh Vazera. 
Omar lay hon bere de Rav Nachman. He named his son Hon. And he says to Rav Nachman, the Rav Nachman, Lema Kasava Reb Yehuda, the sheet of Reb Yehuda, who learns the word Osa to teach us that a Kala who has Tashmash Amita, that she is still not Tmeya, is that because a Torah Chas al Tachshite Kala? Uh, she spent so much money on the makeup and, and uh, we don't want her to become Tmea because then she has to go to the mikvah and to take off all the makeup because of Chatzitza. Says the Gemara, no, that's not what's happening. Rav Nachman says back to his son, Amar Leh, No, it's a technical issue. The only time that there's Tuma is when there's a, p- a potential for Kedusha and because she cannot conceive because it's Biyarishona, therefore, there's no Tuma. That's a big, a big halachic nafkamino. Okay. Says the Gemara, Bamaika what really are Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim arguing about in their drasha about Akala? So it's really about how to learn the Pasuk. Rabbanan Savre, that the word in the pas- words in the Pasuk of Shechva Zera, Prat that excludes when Tash is only Ha'ara, just a, a partial intercourse. Osa, what does that teach me? Prat Lishelo Kedarka. So the Rabbanan don't have a way to learn out this din of the Kala. We learn out the Psukim a little differently. That Shelokedarka, Tashma Shelokedarka, and Ha'ara, just partial intercourse, that's turned out from Shechva Zera, and Osa is Prat Lakala. So they just have different drushes. They just, they place the exclusions in different places. And therefore, Yehuda is able to learn an exclusion of a kala, whereas the Chachamim do not. Two more sagas. We're two-thirds of the way down on Madama base. Ki asa rabin, Omar Reb Yochanan. Kol sheshasa achar baila eser shonu meniseis, shuv ena yoledes. A halachic assumption from Chazal. That if a woman was married, and now she is not married for 10 years, she can no longer have kids when she remarries. So, 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 what? Oh. The Gemara does not say that. The Gemara does not say that. But I hear you. Did anybody say that? I didn't see that anywhere. So that's what the Gemara says. It's a halachic assumption that if somebody, uh, it's talking about a woman, is that if a woman is divorced or, or her husband dies and 10 years go by and only then she gets married in the 11th year, no, she won't be able to have kids. That's only true if she not only took a 10-year break in dating, but she literally out of out of sight, out of mind. She has no desire to get married. If she really did want to get married, then she will conceive. Says the Gemara, which is his wife. Rava married Rufchizda's daughter, and she had been married to another man and took a 10-year break. And then she married Rava. Says the Gemara, the rabbis are chattering about you in the base medrash. You took a 10-year break and you had kids. I knew I was going to marry you the whole time. That's a classic story. So that was the story of Rava and Rav daughter, is that she did take a 10-year break and they had kids. So she said, oh, you were the talk of the base medrash. She said, I'm not the talk of the base medrash, really, because I knew I was going to marry you or I was at least interested in marrying. Next. Hahi de Asya Lakamidir of Yosef. There was a woman who came to question Rav Yosef on this idea. Amr lo, Rebbe, ona shehayisi, shahisi, excuse me, ona shahisi achar baili eser shanu v'yoladi. Chazal are wrong. They're wrong because she said, I did that. I waited 10 years and then I had a kid. Amr le, biti, my daughter, alto tzi'ila zaldirei chachamim. There's no way that the chachamim are, are wrong and you're right. And then she admitted what happened. Amr la, you're absolutely right. I did sleep with yeah. someone during that time. And therefore, because my brain was still involved in some way in marriage of some kind, albeit 
Be'iser, it wasn't even marriage, it was just Tashma Shamita, but it doesn't matter because that breaks the Chazal. The Chazal say that the only time that this is true is when you are not thinking about marriage during that time and you've had no Tashma Shamita and she was, uh, was called out by her own, by her own challenge. That after this couple accidentally switched their spouses, so they have to wait three months to make sure that no one's pregnant. Chutz, there is an exception, from a woman who's a giyores, and a woman who was freed who was a katana. Aval, and this is a crazy line, katana bas Yisrael, tzricha lahamten gimchodashim. A katana, who's a bas Yisrael, she's a firm girl, Okay, she's married, and she was the daughter. She was one of the women who, who had Tashma Shemita inadvertently with the wrong person. You have to wait three months. She can't even conceive. Says the Gemara, Ubemai, what was the case? Ibn Miyun, if you want to say it was a case of Miyun, then that doesn't make sense. Vamar Shmuel Deloboya. Shmuel says explicitly that in a case of Miyun, that there's no need to wait three months. Get, if you're talking about divorce when they when they got divorced from the Katana, says the Gemara, Ha'amra Shmuel Chadazim, he taught this in Shir, Ha'amra Shmuel, Miyanabo in a Tzricha Lahamdin Shlosha Chudashim, Nasan Laget, Tzricha Lahamdin Shlosha Chudashim, one way or the other. She doesn't have to wait. So, what is the case of the Katana who has to wait three months? She can't even conceive. It doesn't even make sense. So obviously, we sh- our brain should be primed that there's a gzera coming because it, it doesn't make sense that we would ever be worried about her. If she's a katana, we assume she can't conceive. Says the Gemara, last two words on Lamadal, 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 we're talking about a case of Znus. Wow, that is a, a, a bit of a stretch. That because we're concerned that this katana had Znus, a young girl, she was married and she had Znus, and then we say she has to wait three months before she before she's allowed to go back to her husband. She is allowed because she's a katana. And we assume that Pitui katana is an ones and ones is okay by the, the ones child is allowed to go back to the husband. That's fine. But we do extend the Xera that because we, we would allow her to go back. We therefore would be concerned about a gadola, And therefore we don't allow the gadola to remarry a different person until three months have passed. Asks the Gemara, Migas Rina and Katana Mishum Gadola. Is there such a Xera in this case? Well, it's not. We have a brisa that says exactly not like what we just learned. We just learned on the bottom of Lama Dalam and Beis that if there's a katana basi shal tzricha lahamtin gimel chodashim. We just learned in this brisa on the fourth line of this page, on the second line of this page, mayoktano she'enim ruin leil machzinu samiyad. No waiting. So which one is it? Amar Rav Gidol Amar Rav Horasha Haisa. This was a Horasha. The fact that we didn't put the gzera into place here was a bit of a Horasha. Says the Gemara Michlal dehavoy. If you're saying the words that it's Horasha, it means that this Mishnah is not theoretical, that it actually took place. Take a look at Rashi. Second line, Rashi says, Bitmiya, you're saying this actually happened? When there's a real story, the Gemara should say it's a Misa. Even in Psach, this plays out. When you have a Mari Makum that says Maisa Shahaya, that's more powerful in Psak than a theoretical construct of a Mishnah. So it's important to distinguish. You're saying it's how Rasha, this really happened? Did it happen or did it not? Says the Gemara, no, no, it didn't really happen. It's just in this particular case that in this case where in this time of Chazal, they said that it's, it's like a Horasha that we're not going to employ the Gzera. What was the logic of not employing the Gzera? That Chiluv, the likelihood of switching spouses, as was the case of our Mishnah, is Loshchi. We'll stop right here, Mir Tashem, tomorrow night. We'll pick up at 8.40 with a new daf. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah. Was the 